Afternoon, guys. Uh, Will Golston did not participate. Um, Godwin, Ryan Neal, Vita. Um, should be two or three more in there somewhere. Um, Carlton. Uh, probably a couple. Probably two more. I'm probably missing. He's got a leg. He got an ankle and a knee. You know, most of them have, have played early in the year, probably except KJ, but they're not making the mistakes they made in the middle of the season, coming down here towards the stretch, and they're playing confidently. Uh, KJ's been itching to play for a long time. He's very smart. He's very, the guys believe in him. He's into it. I mean, he's all ball. If you talk to the guy, he's all ball, and he got an opportunity to play, and he made the most of it. Rated out pretty well. Yeah, he did. Who didn't practice today? Were those more precautionary? Just kind of rest days, let them kind of heal up, and and their outlook towards the the game on Sunday. Uh, some of them will be game time decisions. You know, it's probably half and half. There's some of them that's hurt, and we'll see how they trend during the week. With with Devin White, he had two weeks with the foot where he still played, and he's now had two weeks with the foot where he hasn't played. Do you have a sense in terms of whether it's in play that he practices this week, could be back, or, or do you move forward with, with KJ? Well, hopefully he does something tomorrow, but you know, until he gets better, we got to move forward with KJ. And it's early in the week. We'll see with two weeks off what he does toward the end of the week and kind of go from there. Uh, Delonte Adams is long gone. He was the number one receiver up there in Green Bay. They've got a young collective group with Reed and Dobbs and Watson and Wicks when, when they're healthy. That it look like they're pretty promising targets for Jordan. What what um, problems does that group face or present to you guys on Sunday? Because any one of those guys can really step up for Jordan. No, the biggest thing about this week, these these guys are young, but they route runners. That's what makes it hard about these guys. They're all pretty much on the same level. They're very good football players. You might not have heard the name, but if you watch them play, those guys can play. Green Bay's always been a really tough place to play for, for the Bucs uh, throughout their history. You guys had luck there in, in 2020. What, what makes it so challenging? Uh, they have just a strong record in December in a home especially. Uh, I'm sure the weather plays a part in some of the things they do, but they have a good football team, you know, and they're very well coached, and they finish they finish up ball games in December, and we're trying to finish up ball games in December. So I don't know too much about the history of that they had against the Bucks, but you know we're going up there to win a game, and this is this year's Bucks, and we got to go by this year. What have you seen out of Kayvon Merriweather stepping in for Ryan Neal? I had a game earlier in the season, and then he came in obviously. Always prepared, you know. He's one of the few rookies that if you call his name. He pays attention to meetings, he walkthroughs, even when he doesn't get the reps, he mentally takes reps. So when he put when you put him in there, it's not a surprise. And it's not a shock to him. And he plays like he's been there. And that, that's the best thing about him. What a big play on Sunday, too. He did. He got a PBU on that one. Uh, again, the game's not too big for him. You guys brought Evan Deckers back on the practice squad. I just want to ask you kind of what Zach's dealing with and then where things stand for him this Sunday. He's another one that didn't practice today. He's got an elbow, obviously. You know, when a long snapper gets an elbow, it's a problem. So 
we put him on the practice squad and we'll see where Triner is during the end of the week. And, you know, if he can't go, then we're going to have to bring him up. Todd Marquise Watson, very limited reps, has got five quarterback pressures on 21 pass rushes. That, that's a pretty incredible 24% pass rush win rate. Um, what does he have to do to get more pass rush reps for you guys in games rather than just the strength like he's gotten in the last couple weeks? Well, he's got to continue to get acclimated to the system, and, and, and the mental errors got to cut down. He's got to be comfortable just calling anything when he's out there. We just can't call certain things, and he's getting used to that part of it. So that takes a little bit of time. Looks like Antoine Winfield has kind of even stepped up his game from previous years. Um, first player since Brian Dawkins to have more than three sacks, four fumbles, fumble, fumble recoveries. Just kind of talk about just the progress with him and how he's elevated his game this season. His mental approach, it's always been there, but he's, the game slowed down for him immensely. His study habits are outstanding. The way he prepares, the way he takes notes, he takes notes every day like he's a rookie, and he prepares that way. He practices like he plays. He doesn't leave anything to chance. He, he'll pick a ball off and practice, and no matter where he picks it off at on the field, he's going to run to the other end zone and stick it in there before he goes back to the huddle, even if it's 90 yards. That's rare these days for people to do that, but he, his, his constant work habits are outstanding. It took some guts for Dave Canales to continue to run the ball the way he did, right? To get about 71 yards or 74 yards the first three quarters running the ball. Stuck with it in the fourth quarter. You guys ended up with 74, I'm sorry, 71 yards in that quarter. Um, 148 yards after 125 yards against the Panthers, 120 yards against the Colts. Can you just talk about the momentum you guys have running the ball now? Because it's not a fluke, it's, it's a trend now. Well, it definitely gives the offensive line confidence. Uh, Dave's a very smart guy, figuring out what we can and can't do and what they're trying to take away, and he tries to make them pay the other way. Uh, Baker understands the game very well as well, and between the O-line, Baker and Dave, they get a lot done as far as communication-wise, understanding what we have to do to win. What's been the biggest factor in improving the running game, do you think? Uh, we probably cut down some things and made things a little simpler, but those guys just up front just getting after it and Rashad understanding the run game a little more and us just staying with it. Presumably that would get defenses out of that constant cover two. And like you said, they've been challenging you to run the ball and you've started to do it. Do you foresee a, a time when both Chris and Mike are both contributing at the same time? It seems like they've been kind of taking one or the other uh, well, hopefully, you know, that, that the run game, we got to do it more consistently for them to do that and make them do that. But when that happens, regardless of whether it happens or not, we try to, if we get Chris and Mike both going at the same time, we're a dangerous team. Uh, Jordan Love shown some varying levels of play this season. Uh, you know, he's had some really good stretches. He had some rougher stretches. Uh, when you look at the, tip, the tape and the film of performances, what do you see uh, from him? Very poised. He understands the offense. He's great in play action. Uh, when the play breaks down, he can buy time to make a play or he can use his feet to run with the ball. There's nothing panicking about the guy. I mean, he sat behind Aaron for a couple years. He, he, he's very poised in the pocket. I think he's a good football player. You guys burned your way back to the top of the NFC South, but uh, no chance to even take a breath. <coughs> Like I said, the next four weeks are going to be around, it's going to be around Robin tournament. You know, it's playoffs for everybody right now. You've got to show up and do the right things you can to win the game. We're all banged up. We're all fighting for spots, and you know, we're trying to get ours in there. Your view overall that you guys are on offense and defense getting a little bit better is if you win, you'll get a home playoff game. We'll be in the postseason. Do you feel like you guys are ascending? 
I don't really care where we play as long as we get in. I think we're scrappy. I think we're not making all the mistakes we made in the middle of the season. And if we are, we're finding ways to overcome them and win those ball games instead of give them away. How much of a luxury has it been to have Chase's uh, range uh, this year? That's what you hope for when you signed him. And um, does it change the way you know you're able to approach scoring when um, you get better? I don't know if it changes the way. It approaches us scoring because we still like to be aggressive and get seven, but it's nice to know you have three and a guy that can get three uh, when you cross midfield that can kick the 50-something yarders and kick the rest of them if you need it. Let's talk about Kalijah Kansi uh, in the run game. Obviously, we've seen what he can do as a pass rusher. Without Vita Vea last week, it was a big you know, test for him, and uh, one of the knocks on him was his limitations as a run defender, but he held up pretty well. Just talk about his performance on Sunday. I mean, he held up some. I think he's still learning part of the run game as far as the blocking is concerned. But he gets off the ball and he plays fast, and that's what we want him to do right now. It's time to figure that out as we go week by week. I think Coach Rogers is doing a good job getting him prepared and ready to play. As long as he comes off the ball, he's going to make he's going to do damage for us, and that's what we want. How, how does Chase Edmonds add to the running game after what he did last week? Well, it gives us more confidence to leave Rashad on the sideline and give him a longer breather because of the success he's had and the experience he brings and the calmness in which he plays as a one-cut runner downhill. So you're not in a hurry to put Rashad back that, back out there before his time. Coach, have we seen more from Logan Hall in terms of sacks, pressures, quarterback hits this year? It's hard for inside guys, especially for techniques, to get sacks. But we like where he is in the run game last year. We thought he got upfield too much, and he didn't play the run at all this year. He's playing the run a lot better. Uh, he's gotten close a few times. He hadn't gotten the breaks everybody else has gotten. It's just one of them things, but we like where he's at. Coach, we look at the NFC. You've got four teams at the top, and you've got about six or seven guys fighting for those wild card spots. What is it about the parity in the league that you know you have so many teams you know fighting for those spots, and you know a lot of them are under 500? Week in and week out. I mean, everybody's beating everybody. You know, you don't know what an upset is right now or when somebody's beating somebody. All we can do is control what we control. Right now, we control our own destiny. We're going to try to win them one at a time. The injuries at corners with uh, Jamel and, and earlier with Carlton, uh, Zion's had to step in uh, multiple times. So you talk about just his growth and, and where you've seen the biggest progress with him. Zion's been great. His, his confidence has been great because he understands the scheme now. He knows what he can and can't do within the scheme. and. He takes that and he makes it his own, but he's a heck of an athlete. He's a heck of a football player. He's probably our unsung defensive hero right now. Okay. Thank you. Yeah.